0: Welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn, a storytelling game radio show featuring guests from the New York City Hive and beyond with theme music by Jasula. Find out more about her work at Jasula.com. And today I have um, yet another incredible guest with me here, Kia. Say hey, Kia. Hi, hello. Hi, Kia. So... I am thrilled to have you on as um, a member of the New York City cosplay community. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what cosplay is like in working in cosplay?
1: Ooh, okay, love to. Well, hi everybody, my name is Kia. I'm a New York City-based cosplayer creative. I am originally from Queens, but I live in the Bronx. And I have been cosplaying for about seven years now. And I absolutely love what I do. Yeah, I've been here for quite, quite a time. Um, and, and it's been fun. And for me, cosplay is like the best thing since sliced bread. Because I grew up like watching shows like Sailor Moon and, and things like that, Dragon Ball Z. And just like, oh my gosh, like why can't I be like this? Like why can't life just be like this? <laughs> and like all these years later at, you know, my age, my big age of 27 years old, I get to do that. And I get to do it on a semi-professional level where I uh, sew sponsored projects for Fabric Wholesale Direct, which is a fabric company located in Long Island, New York. So they are a New York City-based company. Nice. And I sew costumes specifically for their blog. And not only do I get to sew costumes for their blog, but I get to share work in progress photos of how I made the costume so that I can show other people who come across the blog how they can make the same one or how they can use specific fabrics to create costumes for like really popular characters in pop culture. And it's really my favorite thing to do because when I first started cosplaying seven years ago, I didn't have anything like that. You know, you couldn't go onto like a fabric website and find a cosplayer (laughs) making costumes with the fabric that's being sold on that website. So Mm -hmm. to be able to kind of help out cosplayers that come after me in that
0: way just makes me so, so happy. How did you learn how to kind of put together the costumes that you make Uh, So (laughs) I am a
1: proud student of YouTube University, because I literally YouTube how to do everything. I love that. Yeah, I I watched how to properly thread my machine on YouTube, how to oil it, how to clean it, um, Mm -hmm. how to sew specific stitches, how to use certain sewing feet. And I'm constantly using YouTube as a reference for the things that I don't know. And I encourage people who like want to sew, but like didn't necessarily go to school or don't want to go to school, mm-hmm. get on YouTube. You can learn everything on YouTube. That's literally how I create all the things that you see me create today. That's how I learned how to do it.
0: That's true. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about the fact that you also work with sponsored content as well like outside of like the fabric company is it just the fabric company or is it other like no so
1: I I do uh, yeah I have also been sponsored by like a couple of makeup companies because I use makeup a lot when it comes Mm -hmm. to my cosplay Um, I've been sponsored by wig companies when it comes to like doing cosplay because all of those things like come together um, so they all fit under the same umbrella and I'm very much interested in like all those things like I have four sewing machines but I also have (laughs) over 65 palettes on my vanity so you know makeup and and sewing these are things that bring me great joy Um, so and and cosplay allows me to just bring the both of those worlds together
0: absolutely how long like how much time do you spend on each of the costumes that you create
1: you know not a lot it takes me two weeks to create a costume
0: okay yeah, has that absolutely. has that always been the case, or is it seven years of experience has gotten you to the skilled place of creating? <laughs>
1: It, it hasn't always been this way. And literally, it, I only
0: learned how to create as
1: fast as I did a year ago because I've been working with Fabric Wholesale Direct for over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally, my deadline with them is two weeks to create the costume and hand in the costume and the blog post and gotcha. all of the photos, included including the completed cosplay shot. Yeah. And so I've learned how to create costumes in entirely one weekend. Like, for example, my Beetlejuice costume that I made for Halloween that I built that on a Friday night whoa yeah so, <laughs> and, and I didn't even so have I a did... deadline yeah thank you and it, yeah. I didn't even have a deadline for that costume that costume wasn't sponsored I made that for me but I wanted it so bad wow. <laughs> so I was like I want this tonight
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you just sat down and you made it yeah that's and the Beetlejuice costume t- has a lot of parts because it's like a whole suit as well. So it's and, and yeah, it's, the a, makeup it's and... a
1: jacket, a corset, and then like a mermaid um, trumpet skirt.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that would absolutely do it. What are some other uh, costumes that you've really enjoyed making? Um, my favorite costume
1: that I've made so far has to be my Snow White costume. Mm. Um, oh, you know what? Is it the Bridgerton costume? No, it's the the Snow White costume. (laughs) Oh, gosh, this is so hard. It's (laughs) it's definitely my Snow White costume. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Um, It was my Snow White costume because I took a lot of creative liberties with that costume. I added, Hmm. like, pearls to the sleeves and, like, gold trim and, like, tiny red rhinestones that took me, like, a whole hour to, like, apply.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: Yeah, that costume was really a labor of love, and that costume means a lot to me because i like disney princesses and um i've always liked snow white's look but you know being like a little black girl in america i never thought that i could be that and so i literally Mm. got to become that i Mm -hmm. and it was a whirlwind of the emotions with that costume because i got to be one of my favorite disney princesses but i got to make the costume myself like i created this i took piles of fabric and created this beautiful snow white costume and it was actually featured in one of the uk's largest sewing magazines as well back in january i think wow So I was like, yeah i'm uber awesome. proud of that costume yeah because it means so 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 much to me and the creative liberties that i took um really made me happy because like at some points I was making it and I'm just like you know I'm not really sure about adding these pearls to these (laughs) sleeves but then like it all worked out and I'm just like I'm so happy I did this because it looks so regal and there's a detail to every part of the costume so getting the opportunity to like create my own princess costume meant a lot and because it was a sponsored project that means I got Mm -hmm. to write a blog post about how the costume came together from like the fabric pile all the way to like the completed dress yeah and and that made me happy because my hope is that other girls that want to cosplay disney princesses too will come across that blog post and be Aww. like oh i can do it and like here's how and here's like a helpful tutorial and like a pattern that i can use fabrics i can use and stuff so that that's why Aww, i love okay. my work going back to like fabric host direct, direct i, I love mm-hmm. my work because i get to leave something behind
0: mm. and i get to
1: like I get to teach people also.
0: I love that. Yeah. And I mean, that's really creativity in costume and storytelling as it is, you know? I mean, that's the name of the whole game. You kind of tell us, it sounds like you kind of tell a story with the costumes that you create.
1: Yeah, I, I only create costumes that like, I really love enough characters that I can connect to on like a personal level Mm -hmm. Um, and that's that's really how I choose my costumes like if I like a character and I feel something for that character then that's enough (laughs) for me to go forth and like try to create it
0: Hell yeah so is it usually fantasy or uh, what genres do you tend to lean towards for your work
1: oh my gosh that is like a very hard question because (laughs) I have comic book cosplays I have anime cosplays I have cosplays from shows like game of thrones for example yeah i i, I don't really have an answer because so i know everything I, yeah I, I, I like everything whatever just happens to tickle my fancy on like a particular day and and i'm not the best with planning costumes because like i'll decide that i want to do a costume when i'm ordering the fabric like i don't mm-hmm. really like plan like oh in a couple of months i'm gonna do this costume it's just like
0: <laughs> and I, I cross things off my list so quickly that it's like okay what's next <laughs> Right. Sure. I mean, because if you can create a costume within two weeks, then you those are like some very intensive two weeks. And then you get to the other end. And it's like, I mean, a more intense, thoughtful version of going shopping. It's like up for like groceries. It's like up oh, two weeks time to start a new project. Um, <laughs> yes. yeah, That's incredible. And and you do this in like a community as well. Uh, do you find that you spend a lot of time talking with and engaging with other cosplayers in New York City and online? I do. Yeah. We sometimes plan
1: like sewing trips together where we'll visit like fabric stores and like get trims and stuff like that and kind of encourage each other to finish their costumes because like in the cosplay community, we have this thing where sometimes we'll start costumes and then we'll put it down and then we work on other costumes and we just need a half made costume like in the corner wondering when it's actually going to be finished. Mm -hmm. I'm proud to say that I don't really have that happen anymore because I've gotten a lot better at like following through on projects so I basically get other people to follow through
0: yeah so you're the person who tells other people to finish their work now yeah that's powerful (laughs) that is a powerful position to be in you know it's
1: really funny because sometimes my friends will be like okay I want to do this costume together I'm like okay you got to be really about this costume because I'm gonna have it done in two weeks
0: (laughs) so you got to be ready (laughs) Uh, this, is, I mean, it just—it's—it sounds so fun. And do you ever extend so cosplay into LARPing or other types of storytelling, or is it mostly about the costumes for you?
1: It's mostly about the costumes for me, and I wished I could do more LARPing, but I don't know if anybody'd be up for that. The only time I get to really like play is when I'm at like a Renaissance fair, and then. i Um, I guess that's when it's like more accepted for people to like be in character and stuff but i I mean i wish we could do more of that like in cosplay but i I think some people really just want to like wear the costume they don't really want to do anything else which is fine that's totally fine but like me and my husband for example we're we're all into costume i mean our 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 wedding was cosplay themed so oh i love that oh yeah it was a very deadpool wedding Deadpool. Um, my was as Deadpool. Oh, yes, because yes. I, I met my husband dressed as Deadpool, and then he proposed as Deadpool at New York Comic Con 2014. And then we were featured in Cosmo Magazine. And then we just decided, okay, well, you know what? We got to finish it's a it the same way. Yeah, we got to yeah. do it the same way that we started it. And most of our friends are um, cosplayers, too. So when we told them, like, everyone has to come in cosplay, the only tuxedo and dress is going to be mine and his when that time comes. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, okay. And it was the best day of like yeah. Did everyone go lives. all out? Oh my gosh! I, <laughs> I they, the way that I, I had my own convention for a day. Okay, it was a con, oh, and I it was just that. for me, um, because my friends showed out. <laughs> I have a friend who cosplayed this one version of Deadpool where it's like different deadpools in one body and he basically cut up what? all of his other costumes and sewed them all into one deadpool costume oh my specifically god specifically for our wedding day wow <laughs> and I, yeah and i was just like because when i asked i was like where'd you get this new costume he's like oh it's all my costumes and i'm like you did not <laughs> you didn't cut up those deadpool suits to make this one deadpool suit and he's like for you i did oh my goodness <laughs>
0: that's so that's so fun that's so cool wow i mean just yeah and i feel like part of this is like ah you know i went i've been to like one or two uh renaissance fairs and then the pandemic happens and it's like i miss those opportunities to like see and engage with people in like a physically creative space. I engage with yes. people on like through words every single week, but it's a different experience. And it's it's so exciting to, to listen to you also like have those experiences too on higher and more consistent level than I do anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm all about it. But uh, of course, we are also here today to play some games and we are gonna be playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, what is your experience with Dungeons and Dragons? i've played it briefly at the beginning of the the pandemic was it the
1: beginning of the pandemic i think it was at the beginning of the pandemic like me and my like my friends like we played like kind of like off and on and stuff like that okay and like it we ah, our campaign like dissolved unfortunately because we just all got like so busy with life and then yeah it was like really literally right after we started that campaign like my sponsorship with Fabric Wholesale Direct started and like I've uh-huh. been growing strong with Fabric Wholesale Direct for a year. So it's like I haven't had as much time to play D&D as like I would like to. So that's why when you asked, I was just like, oh yes, because <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been itching to like throw these little dice around. Like I have like yeah. these red ones here okay. and then like, I yeah. have like a rainbow ones, so, like some really queer ones hell yes somewhere around my apartment oh yeah they (laughs) decided they don't come in pansexual colors but it's fine oh bummer
0: Um, (laughs) they have to somewhere someone has got you know what they
1: they, they probably do and i just have not searched hard
0: enough (laughs) i i believe in you i i do i believe in you i mean there's so many different like types of dice i think one of my favorites is i have a set here it's clear but it has a bit of like it has, like, this color, like, these colored droplets of dye, like, in the middle of it. Um, and they're so fun. There are so many different kinds of dice to talk about. I mean, talk about ways that people can collect things,
1: yeah, dice. I just, I don't want to be a dice gremlin because like my other girlfriend, she's <laughs> a dice gremlin and every week and now she knows how to make dice. I'm like, Oh, God. Like, oh, it's never going to end. <laughs> it's right. She has this big Pandora box looking thing of just dice and now she knows how to make them with resin. I'm like, Oh, girl, like it's never going to end, is it? <laughs> well, hey, now she can make you dice, right? You know what? That's actually true. I might be able to get those pansexual dice after all.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go. Problem solved. Um... <laughs> Well, it's my pleasure to be able to play a little bit more of Dungeons and Dragons with you, uh, if only for uh, however much time we have left for the hour. So uh, thank you for doing this with me. And thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, But before we get into the full game, I, of course, have a couple of little announcements I have to tell our listeners about the station here at Radio Free Brooklyn. So I am going to just read those off real quick and then we will get into it. Radio for Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. As it has been for so many, the pandemic year has been difficult for us financially, and every dollar helps us to stay on air and allows us to continue our work in the community. Please help by pledging whatever you can. Radio for Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax-deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time Donation by going to radyforbrooklyn.org/slash/donate. By donating, you help shows like mine be able to stay on the air so you can continue to listen to uh, a bunch of people tell stories and roll dice and succeed and fail and embrace chaos every single week. So please help us out. Also, if you are interested in listening to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not at your computer, you should consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone or Android available, you know, at the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android so that you can take us on the go with you and not have just like a little web page open on your phone. Modern technology is so great. Okay, I think that is it for now. Shall we get into some gaming? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it right so as previously mentioned before the little announcements thing we are going to be playing some good old dungeons and dragons fifth edition created by wizards of the coast yep (laughs) that's (laughs) what we're playing today kia you are playing a level five character yes would you like to introduce your character and tell a little bit about them
1: yes my character's name is raven she is a human she's currently at a Humble level 5. Raven is the last of her kind. She comes from a very, very ancient village of strong women. It is a woman-led village. There are no men. She has had, (laughs) yeah, she has 11 sisters and one half-sister. And her story is basically that she is searching for her half-sister because they are two sides of the same coin. And by rejoining her sister, they can save the last knowledge of their now uh, extinct village. And so she's on a quest to find her missing half-sister. Oh yeah, it gets real deep. It's real deep in the Delta with this
0: one. Yeah, that is epic as heck. Well, and today we are taking Raven on a little detour for a treasure hunt.
1: (laughs) While her character story may be serious, she herself is not, and she's a lover of shiny things. Mm
0: -hmm. And we went over that Raven is a fighter, yes? Yes, she is a fighter. Right, yeah. And as a lover of shiny things, uh, very difficult for her to pass by the opportunity like this one, where she is traveling on her search for half-sister, and uh, she hears tell of a very large castle that is occupied by some very rich folk. The talk in this area is that the the beings who live in this castle have a lot of money that they could, that, you know, people have asked them to spread the wealth, share the wealth, but they have been very obstinate about hoarding it, sitting on it, buying and stealing pets because apparently they're just pet people. Um, And yeah and uh punishing anyone who tries to you know ask them for money or you know ask them to pay for something that they don't want so there's a lot of money in that castle but also most recently you have heard tell that they apparently bought an item from a passing merchant or perhaps you know forced that merchant to sell them a special type of item called a polymorphic weapon. Jewel-encrusted, this item can turn into whatever weapon shape the owner wants. Ooh, also, in D and D rules terms, it is a plus one weapon, so it adds plus one to basically everything to do with the weapon. Okay. <laughs> very fancy, very expensive. It was supposed to be delivered to another buyer, but uh, they ended up selling it to the ones living in this castle. And for the sake of the hour, you find yourself wanting to go inside. Gonna <laughs> steal it. Gonna steal it. Yeah. Thankfully, the castle around the area is not significantly well-guarded. It's not a castle that has a ton of occupants in it. The occupants in it are just large. From what you've heard, the castle includes, you know, all of their many pets and also the couple at hand, which is uh, a giant man and a troll woman, and also a giant servant on the side, and they seem to be living together with all their pets in their castle with all their stuff. So you find your way through and you find your way to kind of a mudroom area off to the side and make your way into one of the large doors there and you find yourself in this room. It's, you know, pretty small. I mean, small by, I guess, giant standards. You still see some, (laughs) like, giant kind of boots with muck on them and oversized coats hanging on the on some hooks on the side wall but as you look to the north you see that there is a stone door and as you look to the south you see kind of a door slightly ajar um to the south so you have the north or the south i'm gonna go to the south okay you head down south and you have come across a corridor, a stone. It's it's the everything in this castle seems to be made out of a smooth stone, uh, with reinforced masonry. It's shadowy. There are candles about every twenty feet, um, but it is evening at the current time, so everything is kind of dimmed in this kind of in this light. And you pass through this hallway, and you're going south. You're going south it keeps going south, or it has an archway to the right, which leads to a corridor um, as well. Which way do you go? I'm gonna go to the right. I hope I don't regret it. (laughs) Okay. You approach to the right, and you see a hallway that is clearly shorter than the one you just came from, and you see um, one doorway to the right, and then to the left, you see three doors in succession past each other. But next to the large door on the right, you do see what looks to be two mastiffs, medium-sized dog-like beasts that are sitting there, you know, in kind of a sit- sit-and-stay sit position, just looking out ahead. They do not appear to have seen you yet. What do you do?
1: Okay, um... Oh my god, I've got zero instinct investigation skills. What the hell? Um, you can always <laughs> roll and try it. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm go- I am going to... Oh wait, do I have animal handling? Ooh, I do. Okay, I'll save that one. I'm going to roll for investigation. Okay. Um, what are you looking oh, for? God. Oh god, I got a one. <laughs> oh no. Well, what, what
0: were you looking for?
1: I, I, I want to see, like, how big these
0: these dogs are. The Mastiffs? Um, yeah, I want to see how big they are. But I you rolled a one. I rolled one. one. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so you rolled this one. We'll say that there's, like, a torch nearby you, and some smoke kind of gets into your eyes a little bit as you're trying to see, like, take a look at these dogs. And uh, as the smoke gets into your eyes, you kind of make a uh, noise, and oh one God, of the dogs... So looks over at you and uh starts growling and prowling in your direction oh god uh i shouldn't have rolled for that (laughs) (laughs) how are you gonna know you rolled to one (laughs) one in 20 chance you know (laughs) oh god um oof
1: raven is gonna stand still she's gonna stand very still right now
0: okay make a stealth check for me oh god okay um and it will be against a, um, a perception check on this mastiff's end. 12. 12, okay. Well, yeah. I rolled um, a five plus three, so I rolled an eight. So you stand um, very, very still and you make no noise and the dog kind of pauses just maybe 10 feet away, looks around, and then makes kind of like a huff. And turns around and goes back into uh, its sitting position by the door. Awesome. <laughs> okay. What now? Oh gosh, is there any other doors near me? Like, I... uh, There is a door close to you on the left-hand side. Like, There's a door close to you on the left-hand side. There's one further down the hallway on the left-hand side that's opposite the one on the right with the mastiffs. And then there's another door past that. I'm going to make my way to the door past that door. Okay, you're gonna have to get past the mastiffs to do that. Okay, I do have animal handling. Um, okay, well, so you can either roll for stealth, or you can try to train the doggos with animal handling.
1: You know what, I think I'm gonna give myself a go at stealth. I think okay,
0: alright, like <laughs> alright, um, roll, roll have... a stealth check. Okay, 20! 20. 20, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll do it. You you sneak on past. Any additional flourishes you want to add to how you get past these Mastiffs?
1: Oh, I'm going to Scooby-Doo walk past them. <laughs> yes. Have you ever yes. watched the Shaggy oh, Walk? Yes. The, <laughs> so I'm gonna the, the kind the of hunched
0: walk. over, like, hands by your chest, like, yes. tiptoe, knees by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. You do that. And you're going to the far door? Yes. Okay. There is a stone door there. It does appear to be locked. There are many ways to handle a, a locked stone door. You can break it. You can try to unlock it with like you can try to pick it open.
1: Um I'm going to try to pick at it, okay?
0: That would require a it would be dexterity again. Okay. So let's roll for that. 19. That'll do it. What weapon do you have on hand? What weapons do you have? I have hand? a hair. I have a bejeweled hairpin. It's a ruby hairpin clip. <laughs> I love that. You you take your bejeweled ruby hairpin. You kind of stick it in the little lock there, and uh, jimmy it until you hear a nice soft click. It's really satisfying, and the door opens. Yeah. Uh, you find yourself in a room with a lot of treasure in it. A lot of stuff in this room. You see a number of different chests here. You see like little bags of money. You see a desk in the southwest corner. And you see you see to the west, you see a door. To the south, you see a door. And to the east, you see an archway into another room. Uh, you also notice that there appears to be two other animals in this room. It's <laughs> But th- these surprise you. One is a cow and the other is a boar. They're both standing there, looking not too happy being in that room, um, oh, but they're kind of flicking their tails and kind of resting in the room there.
1: What do you, What the would dog. you like to do? I would
0: like to check out the chest. Okay. If you're not going to disturb the animals, you would have to make a stealth check to get past them. All right, I am yeah,
1: gonna roll that. Okay. Oh, God.
0: Oh, 17. Great. They don't have great perception anyway. You check out one of the little chests there. It's unlocked. And what you see inside, it looks like it's kind of a grab bag of different potions. Different colors, different sizes. They're all kind of piled together in this chest. I'm going to take some. I'm going to take some of those. Okay, how many are you taking? I'm going to take three. Okay. Roll a d20 three times for me and tell me which numbers you get. Okay, so 18. Uh, you pick up a blue-looking one with kind of lighter turquoise stripes going through it. Oh, pretty.
1: Okay. Oh
0: god, one. <laughs> one. Okay, you pick up one that has a warm hay color to it. Oh. <laughs> okay. And... Five. Okay, and five... You get uh, <laughs> a potion that is a red color, but it has different layers in it, and it's swirling around, and it looks like it's alive. Oh, <laughs> That's dreadful. So You have those three potions on you now. Yep. You're in yep. this room.
1: Okay. And so I've gotten these three potions. hmm You said there are three doors, right?
0: Yeah, there's one to the south, one to the west, and there's like an archway to the east. I'm going to interact with the cow now. Okay, how would you like to interact? Ha- how would good. you like to interact with the cow now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would like to befriend this cow. Okay, you go to the cow. Do you want to make an animal handling check? Yes. Okay. Seventeen. That's good. You're rolling well. Are you just trying to befriend the cow, generally? Yes, okay. You approach this cow, you kind of give kind of like a calm beckoning look to this cow when this cow looks kind of confused but interested in your attention and eager to move away from the boar and this cow approaches you after not a lot of coaxing from you puts his his nose into your hands. and as you're close to him, you can see that he has what looks to be a collar around his neck and in a scrawl it says, square dog.
1: <laughs> Raven looks at this collar and she looks back at the cow and then she Whoa. looks back at the collar <laughs> and, and she chuckles and she pets the cow gently on the head and she wonders, you know, how did you get here? Why, Why are you even here? And she takes a good look around the room and she looks at the boar. And she just wonders. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it responds.
1: And, and she just wonders like, how, how did you guys end up here? Are you like stolen pets? You know, are are you livestock? Are you livestock? Raven wants to take the cow with her on the rest of this journey. <laughs> Raven would very much like to take the cow as part of her bounty.
0: Okay. I mean, this cow now likes you. So, if you want this cow to follow you, this cow will follow. Square dog will follow you. Square <laughs> <Your> dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't know why that's funny. To me. I mean, it's. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad sorry. no 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 this is excellent <laughs> I'm very happy oh gosh oh, the cow continue, the I'm cow sorry. is square dog no no you're good you're good this is excellent um okay so you now you know, have square dog following you uh what about the boar the boar is looking I mean this cow is now mooing excitedly at you and this boar is looking warily at you as well
1: okay I'm going to see if the boar wants to come with me too um I'm gonna roll another animal
0: handling sure go for it Get? oh god six this boar does not want to go with you oh this boar is going to start huffing and digging its its front hooves in and it is about ready to charge at you okay that, that's fine me and, and square dog will just ride off into the sunset together i guess <laughs> so you're gonna <laughs> run from the boar i'm going to i'm going to run um you're gonna hop on square dog and go which um which way are you going
1: i'm going to go through the center doors i think you believe i believe you said there were three.
0: yeah there's Um, there's one to the west one to the south and an archway to the east i'm gonna go into that archway okay so you hop on square dog and i'm not sure how fast a cow is actually there's stats right here for how fast a cow is i can just look at this here
1: Oh, I'm playing Old Town Road in my head as like I ride <laughs> Square Dog.
0: <laughs> yes. That's so good. Uh, well, so you you ride with with Square Dog into the next room through that archway, and you're you're making a lot of noise. The boar is chasing behind you, and you oh. actually see what looks to be another dog in this room. There's a lot of like different treas- like treasures here and um, you see a door to the east, a door to the south. But to the door to the east, you hear kind of a deep humming sound. Someone is humming in that room over there. And as you enter it and are starting to make a lot of noise, um, the humming sound stops. Ooh. What are you going to do?
1: I'm going to
0: investigate the sounds.
1: Oh god, but there's a boar and there's a dog. I think I have to fight the boar because I'm being
0: chased. Okay. If you're gonna fight, then we should roll for a quick initiative here. Okay. Ten. You got a ten. Um, the boar did better than you, unfortunately. (laughs) Of course it did. I'll also say that you can command, um, square dog while you're, um... Oh, awesome! So, boar is going to go for first. Unfortunately, boar is um, a lot shorter than square dog, so the boar has unfortunately not a ton of choice beyond trying to charge and tusk at the uh, cow <laughs> because oh, no, you're riding you're the cow. <laughs> so, boar is going to go for go go for the dog. Let's first for square dog and does roll a sixteen which is above a cow's armor class. Oh no, my square dog. Yeah, square dog. Um, And is going to hit for 1d6 damage and gets a three. So the boar does four damage total to square dog. Yeah, square dog is still okay, but is definitely hurting a little bit. Square dog kind of (laughs) goes, Oh no, my friend. Um, And next it's your turn, Raven. Okay.
1: I'm going to use my longbow. Okay, so my d20 says 19.
0: Wow. Well, even just on a 19, you hit this boar. Um, yes. So now you can roll for damage.
1: Okay, so for damage...
0: 6. 6 damage! Uh, you do a lot of damage to this boar, but boar is still up. Okay. Can you do anything else? I cannot,
1: because I'm... I
0: cannot. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Great.
1: I am um, but
0: human. The other dog, because there's another dog in the room, it's now their turn, and they are going to, uh, this dog kind of goes, burp, and then, boop, disappears. Oh, shit. <laughs> Just all of a sudden, this kind of pink aura of magic glows around the dog and then closes in on itself, and the dog is gone.
1: It's about to go tell on me. That's what's about to happen. <laughs>
0: it's the boar's turn again and the boar is going to try to (laughs) I guess aim at you now um it'll try to take kind of like a running leap why not um let's see ooh I rolled a 10 does that hit your armor class
1: my armor class is 16
0: okay so it does not hit you this boar tries and fails to jump not too surprising there, uh, and it's your turn again.
1: Okay, I'm going to take another shot with my longbow. So my D20 says 15.
0: Um, well, on a base 15, you hit, so you can go ahead and roll for damage. Okay, so for damage, five. Five? Okay. Yeah. That will do it. So you shoot this boar. A second time and the boar is dead yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but as you do that uh, you're making a bit of noise here and you hear this kind of booming voice from the other room and the sounds of these large footsteps thudding towards you and through the door to the east uh, the door like opens up and you see there a giant man oh man and he has a like another mastiff by his side and he kind of points at you and starts shouting in a language do you know giant as a language i do not so you don't know what this giant is saying but the giant man is yelling at you and the mastiff at his side starts growling what are you going to do? Raven is not shaken. Um, <laughs> she's not shaken.
1: She, yeah. she is disturbed. She's very disturbed. She's watching this giant she's talk at her. Not shaken,
0: just a little stirred. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: she's very visibly disturbed. She's very confused. She's literally watching this giant talk at her Yeah, in utter confusion. Mm-hmm. And she's she's nodding. <laughs> she's nodding in a mocking manner. She's like, uh uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. She's just nodding. And she steps back from this
0: giant. It's still on still on um Square Dog, by the way. Okay. I mean, unless so you we... want to, unless you want to dismount from Square Dog, you can. Uh, I'm gonna stay on Square Dog. Stay okay. Square Dog. So you are running away from this giant on Square Dog. Yeah, I'm gonna run. <laughs> okay. Let's see how fast. Square dog can run. Let's see. Cow has a speed of 30 feet. Doubled that is 60. And a mastiff has a speed of 40 feet. No! So as you turn around and you start heading away, um, which way do you go? There is So in this room, there is the archway you came from and a door to the south. And of course, the, the door that the uh, giant came from. We're going to go to the south, obviously. Okay, so you run towards the south, and this that door is easy Don't to, to run through at this point. <laughs> but as you are running, the Mastiff is catching up with y'all as you go, and I would like for you to roll a quick dex check for me. Instead of going into initiative, um, we'll just call this like a quick initiative roll here to see who okay. hits first. 30... Oh, my God. Three. Three? Oh, no. (laughs) I rolled a 14. I would have, you know,
1: I would have snuck rolled again, but I'm just keeping it
0: on it. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's, again. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Um, Yeah, listen, it adds to the story. So this Mastiff is going to uh, come up upon you and Square Dog first and is going to bite at Square Dog's uh, heels here. Uh, and let's see if this Mastiff hits Square Dog. Oh, gosh. <laughs> when I feel bad about rolling too low, <laughs> I rolled a 16. Um, oh my gosh! definitely gonna hit. Let's see how much damage. This poor cow. I'm sorry, everyone. Well, I rolled four points of damage again. Square Dog is still up. Just unhappy. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry, buddy. Yeah, he goes as he kind <laughs> of goes along. Um, Tries to comfort, portal. but now it's your now it's your turn to respond in kinds to this Mastiff,
1: if you would like. Okay, so I'm definitely going to use my longbow. Okay, to take a shot. Yeah, twenty. Um, oh my
0: god! Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> You, you rolled a full twenty? That's a critical yeah. hit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. So um, okay.
0: The equipment. Let's see about that damage baby. Yeah. Um You can just roll for damage and then we'll double that if you would like to do that. Or you can roll the damage dice twice and add the sum of those.
1: Okay. Your choice. Roll it.
0: Oh god. Uh four. Damn. Okay. Um So four, do you want to double that or do you want to roll again? Yeah. I'm going to double that. Okay, so that's eight points of damage. That takes out this this uh, Mastiff, this dog. You shoot him. He goes down. You keep going. And you're going along. You find yourself now in kind of like a reception chamber. You see like two large chairs here and, you know, some kind of other different sized seating for whoever happens to be visiting them at that moment in time. Ahead of you it looks that there is, you know, the entrance and a corridor that you imagine would probably lead towards the front of the castle. There's also, um, make, make a perception check for me.
1: Perception check. Yeah. Okay.
0: Alright. 16. Great. Uh, so with the 16, you're looking at this and you're saying, well, fuck, this is just the way out. And then you also notice that there seems to be a hidden door to the west, to your right. I'm going to check that out. Okay. You hear the sound of a giant shouting behind you, um, and you go up to this door, and it is locked. It's an iron door. Okay. I'm going to pick at it. Go ahead. Try. I assume you dismount from Square Dog in order to do this. Yes,
1: I definitely get off of Square (laughs) Dog. My poor injured buddy.
0: Ten. Okay. It takes a little bit of time, but you do get it open. But as you are... Kind of working at this lock here, you see the giants coming through the doorway into the entrance of this, and so this giant is there. Um, you get the door open, but I, this giant is now going to uh, make a swipe at you, and I'm going to need you to make a an acrobatics check, okay, in order to avoid his hand, which is trying to grab you.
1: 18.
0: Yep, that is higher than what I rolled as um, competition, which was a 12. Uh, So you kind of duck under his slow swinging arm um, and approach into this uh, hallway, which kind of goes forward and then takes a sharp right turn and heads straight north. Yeah. I'm assuming you're taking Square Dog with you? I am taking Square Dog with me, and I am teasing the giant for his
1: incompetence, while oh. i move on yeah nice We're sassy here
0: <laughs> <laughs> how do you tease the giant i stick my tongue out at him perfect uh the giant is enraged and roars his displeasure as you ride down this hallway on your unscored <laughs> square dog my we've seen better days but dog. at this point has chosen you to the end my ride or die <laughs> quite literally at this point and <laughs> oh no Oh, well, the ride part. Hopefully not the die part. In front of you, you see uh, like another doorway. Um, this is a simpler wooden door, but in front of it stands the blink dog. Actually, the dog that you saw disappear a moment ago seems to have reappeared here and is standing guard over whatever this door holds.
1: Mm-mm. The dog uh, goes
0: He's in front of it, though.
1: No! Can't stop that. Um... Uh, I am going to try to get this dog on my side with some some
0: animal handling. Um, I will also just throw it out here that you also have three potions on your. You don't know what they do, but you do have them. Hmm. Or you can do animal handling, but I wanted to remind you of what you have. Okay, I'm gonna go for the.
1: No, that hay colored one is most certainly pee. I got a blue one, don't I? I think I have a nice, pretty blue one.
0: Yeah, a blue one with, like, swirls of turquoise in it. Ooh, okay.
1: Uh, I would like to offer that to my my doggy
0: friend here. Um, Interesting. Okay, um, roll an animal handling check if you're going to okay. offer that. With advantage, since you're trying to bribe it with a treat.
1: Okay, 23.
0: Okay, yeah, so you you give this potion to the dog dog uh curious enough with and you know probably not really well taken care for by uh his owners um willing to to drink out of your hands drinks it and all of a sudden he starts to vibrate and he starts like barking faster and moving around really quickly and all of a sudden he goes bark 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 and he starts like like popping out and appearing one over place and popping out and appearing in another place and he's just extremely fast and he just is like having a great time having weird magical zoomies around this area <laughs> and you can get through the door oh good boy Good boy <laughs> It was a potion of speed, by the way That's awesome yeah. <laughs> That's Exactly what I mean. Yeah Okay, so you get through the door uh, and you see in front of you a, um, another little, another room with what looks to be extra special treasures. You see uh, golden shields, you see ring stands with various shining rings on them, and crowns and armor and um, also, in fact, a jewel-encrusted weapon of undescribed... Yeah, <laughs> you see that there. Um, but... Make another perception check for me, please. Oh god,
1: okay, give me something good. Give me something good.
0: Nine. Okay. No! Um, <laughs> so. so you see all of this. What do you do?
1: I mean, I want the encrusted thing. Okay. I want to go for the encrusted thing. I want to approach it. Okay, cautiously.
0: You, so you you enter the room. As you step towards the jewel-encrusted weapon, uh, you feel the florib give a little bit and bounce like it's a scale. And then as it settles, you hear a clicking sound to the side, and I want you to make a dexterity saving throw for me. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, what is that face? <laughs> oh, no, what did you do? Oh, no. It's a three. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Annette springs out of the wall and catches you.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> square,
0: square Dog, avenge me!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the square dog has remained outside and is very confused by the uh, dog that is blinking in and out, like barking, like excitedly oh, god, about everything.
1: Alone.
0: I mean, he, Square Dog is right outside the room, like with the door open. He's right there. Um but yeah, so you're you are caught, your movement is now zero and you are in this rope. Uh you also hear the sounds of a giant coming down the hall. What do you do? Uh
1: Raven's nervous. Raven's very nervous. Yeah. <laughs> She's very shook. She's very shook right now. <laughs> <laughs> <She's> very shook <laughs> Um oh gosh. I'm gonna try to free myself. Sure.
0: How do you try to free
1: yourself? It's a net. Yeah. Okay, What? What? what rope.
0: It's a, a rope. rope net.
1: It's a rope net. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh my god, how have you got nothing? Do you not have a sword? Or a knife?
1: I have a... You know, I do have a short sword. I do have a short sword. Okay. I do have a short sword. I'm going to try to use that to free myself.
0: Okay. Make a strength check for me. Okay. Um... Oh god, girl, you better be strong. Um, <laughs> you better be strong. What has happened tonight? Oh no, what did you do? I have a, I got a three. <laughs> you can't. It's not. It's not working. You, uh, you you're trying your hardest, and for some reason, you can't, just can't get the right angle. On like the net, like your your hands are all like tucked in against each other, and you can't get the right angle here. Um, I will say you do have the jewel encrusted weapon um, also with you, but you're still stuck in there trying to get out. You can't seem to get the leverage. And as you do this, you hear the the giant's footsteps arrive, and uh, the (laughs) the blink dog gives a little kind of higher pitched bark and blinks further away and um, Square Dog calm, like, calms down and quiets down and this giant uh, approaches looks at you, puts his hands on his hips and goes <laughs> and uh, takes hold of the net and um, swings, like, swings it over his shoulder and um, is now walking back down the hallway with you. What do you do?
1: <sighs> I'm gonna try to get free. I am gonna get free again. Yeah, you can try again. Okay, I'm gonna try that again. Yeah. Um roll for strength. Uh
0: roll for strength. And if you you know, if you want to, you do have the jewel encrusted polymorph weapon in your hands, and it is a plus one.
1: Ooh, okay. Alright, so I'm definitely gonna Okay. I don't know, it's nice just not my night. Um what did, you, what did
0: you get? Oh no, a five. A five? Yes. Uh, was that with the plus one? Yeah. Did you add yes. your strength? Did you add your strength modifier? Oh,
1: you know what? I did it. Um, mm. eight.
0: Well, let's well let's say it takes you some time, um, and you are getting a very upside down view of the castle from this angle. And it is making you feel a little dizzy as you're passing through. And he's, this giant is taking you um, back through, uh, back through the hallways, back out. Um, And it seems to be, he seems to be taking you back through to that original corridor that you came through. And um, as you, as he approaches into these other chambers and starts kind of shouting in giant again to another to someone else like maybe a couple rooms away you finally get it open and so you've like cut yourself free there um he doesn't seem to have noticed yet he is busy um going (laughs) I don't know what giant language sounds like but (laughs) he's he's having a conversation he's calling out um and you hear some moaning grumbling um in another voice coming from the next room what do you do?
1: I'm going to get ready to, ready to fight. <laughs> I think it's time to fight. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, the giant hasn't noticed you yet. Um, you can drop out of the net, and you'll be standing there, and that giant is looking the other direction. What do you do? Ah,
1: okay. Uh, I'm going to make a run for it. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to m- run.
0: Make a um, stealth check with me with advantage. Okay. For me. Make a stealth check for me with advantage. Okay. I, I will not be rolling a stealth check. Thank you for your kindness. Uh <laughs> 21. There it is. Okay, yeah. You you sneak off into into the castle. Um and I assume you make your way out? Yes, I'm going with squared off. Yeah. I have to have my squared off. Okay. Um for the sake of time, we'll say that you can, that Square Dog has been following behind you carefully, like behind uh, you at, and your giant, like kind of concerningly watching you quietly. And then as you land, you find him in the hallway, uh, back in that hallway, uh, kind of eagerly waiting for you. And you and Square Dog return the way you came and manage to get out, uh, riding off into the sunset with the jewel encrusted within and uh, another great story to tell to <laughs> your sister once you find her. I love it. That's it. Yay. <laughs> Nicely done.
1: That was fun. Thank you. I wonder if I could find a way to add a pet because I would really like
0: to keep the, to, to keep actually, the square yeah, dog. I'm going to keep, keep the square cow. dog. I'm going to add it to like, my
1: notes backstory.
0: I love that. Can I also just say I had a great time imagining all of the different types of dogs that one could have? I also have, I also put in a saber-toothed tiger as like a cat dog, and a wolf as like an angry dog.
1: I'm, they I'm were elsewhere,
0: yeah. I was having a great time. I was like, cows can be dogs, as can other things. They sure
1: can. I've so added you for square dog me. to my notes. So thank you for giving me a pet. You're welcome.
0: Square dog the cow. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Square dog the cow. I love it. And yeah, that was that was fantastic. Um thank you. Was that your first uh castle dungeon experience in D D? It has, it was. Yeah. It was. It was Excellent. so fun. Yeah. No, that I mean it's I think it definitely can get I mean, it can get chaotic in any scenario, but especially when you're like the only person in the, like the only person on like the team, it's like, uh, oh, anything can happen. Um, so.
1: I yeah, really and I had it, like yeah.
0: not so good rolls. Today. <laughs> nice. That also happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've never, you know, I've never rolled that bad before. I don't know like what, I don't know what that was about. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, and I, oh, I don't, goodness. I'm not the type of person to like roll over. I'm like, you know, I'll just take my L. <laughs> so I was just like yeah I got a three
0: yeah t- I mean that's that's the name of the game right I mean it's Dungeons and Dragons is in a way it's nerdy gambling so yeah it's only fun if you win sometimes and lose sometimes but I think we we ha- we got a good balance there um, and thank you so much for, for playing with me today thank you so much for having me this was really really awesome <laughs> yeah I had a fantastic time it was a pleasure again and also you should let our listeners know where they can Follow you and find you and support you and all of your incredible cosplay stuff as well.
1: Okay, um, so once again, guys, my name is Kia Sangria. You can find me on Instagram as Kia Sangria NY. You can also find me on Twitter as the same and as Sangria93 on Facebook. I also have a YouTube channel, and you can find me at Kia Sangria on YouTube as well. I stream sewing sessions and makeup. And I think if you are into any of those things, um, you'll like the content that I create. You can also find me on Fabric Wholesale Direct's website if you visit their blog section. So you can see all of the costumes that I have been making uh, this past year, (laughs) including this Daenerys one, which will be coming soon to their website.
0: Fantastic uh all right folks you know where to go and you know where to find us here on gameplay radio here on radio free brooklyn at this point so i won't elaborate on that but thank you for being here um and thank you again to kia and to our listeners and everyone take care of yourselves and each other and we will talk to you next time goodbye